Uh, morning guys. Lekker om saam met julle te wees voorochtend. Voorig. It's an absolute privilege to be here. And uh, it's, it's like I said the last time, it's lekker when we worship and the songs that William chose is exactly the same as your preach. And then Bernard comes and shares the word and it's exactly the same as you preach. And then kan ons nie my huis toe gaan nie. Het nou gehoor wat die Heere vir ons wil sê. But yet here we are. Um, so yeah, we're in the beginning of a new year. Die school het begin. Most of us has returned to work. The year is back in full swing. Ons het omgevoel die week. For you, those of you that have got children in school. Jy het omgevoel. Ons het al vrijdag atletiek gehad. Het was lekker. Warm. But it's always good to look at the year that has passed. And to take stock of what God has done in that year. And to look ahead in this year. And to see where God is actually going to take us in the new year. Because we can't be the same people in the end of 2024 than what we were in the beginning of 2024. So, yeah. In preparing for today, I really felt God wants to come and remind us of the fact that he loves us. And we sang the song, I need your love like I need water. But not just any love. His steadfast, unfailing love for us. Look, these things that are certain in life. The only thing except God that is certain in our lives is banale leven is change. Stem me saam met my. Everything cannot stay the same. Change needs to come. For some of us, change is easy. For some of us, not so easy. Change is hard for some of us. Even for some sitting here today, change has come in this new year. New school, new job, maybe even a new town that you are in. Although change is constant, it is important for us to know that we know that we know that we know that God loves us and that God's love is steadfast. It is exactly the same. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter if it's cold, no matter if it's 44 degrees outside, God's love for me is exactly the same. Always. This fact struck me last week when Darby spoke about the vine and he said that even when we go through the valley of death, God is there with us. Even that we, even when we don't feel that God is with us, even in that time, God's love is exactly the same for us. Exactly the same in the valley as in the mountaintop. Die Heere se liefde is vir ons die selfde. Can we find that in the Bible? Ja, ons kan. Lamentations 3 verse 22. Hoe noem ons kom dit? Lemming, Lamingtons. Ne? Lamingtons. Lamingtons 3 verse 22. Eistervarkies, ne? Ja. Goed, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. This is a, a well-known verse. 
But to fully understand the verse, we must have a little bit of context about lamentations. Klaag liedere is die Afrikaans daarvoor. Scholars are uncertain of the writer of the book, but I guess it might be Jeremiah. It consists of five poems that expresses the suffering of Israel after this, the destruction of Jerusalem. The book was literally written when Israel's world came tumbling down around them. And right in the middle, Jeremiah realizes that God's love is steadfast and his mercies are new every morning. So this morning I want to ask, is your world crumbling around you? Are things in your life looking a bit bleak? Maybe not. Maybe things are not so bad. You are in a good space. But you must realize when things are good and when things are bad, that God's love for you is exactly the same. If life seems a bit daunting for you in this year, it's time to look up to the Lord, look full in his wonderful face, and realize that God's love for you has not changed. Along with the change, usually uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, maybe. Uncertainty in our families, in our health, in our finances, in our jobs. And so the list continues. But even in those uncertain times, God is exactly the same. I want to take a hook out guys that are not Christians. Where do they put their hope when life seems to be very tough? And just like we sang this morning, I need your love. It's sometimes difficult for us to understand unsteadfast love. Because the love that we as humans give and receive is not steadfast. It's unwavering. It's fickle. You can Anya had gister fickle opgesoek. I want to see any word the book, but it was Google. It's unpredictable, inconsistent. That is what our love for one another is. So it makes it difficult for us to understand this steadfast love of God. The closest we can get is the love that a husband and a wife has or the love that a child and a parent has. That's the closest we can get to this uh, steadfast love. But even that doesn't come close to the steadfast love that God has got for us. The Bible is full of verses that shows God's love for us. So, ons kan deur hulle allemaal gaan, ons sal hier sit tot morgen 12 uur. But let's look at Psalm 103, verse 8 to 12. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love, he will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his, is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Gaan gauw terug daarna vers 11 toe, Ruby. Psalm 103 shows us how much God's, God love, loves us. And in verse 11 it says, 
for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. I don't know how far the heavens is above the earth. My fear is fair. And that is how great God's love is for me. Not only does he show us the love that God has for us, but gives us a glimpse into who God really is. Daarin vers, Ruby sit om gauw weer daar op. Vers 8, ou om so bykie daar. The first thing God says is, God is compassionate. That is who our God is. Compassionate is the ability to feel sympathy, empathy, and a deep concern for the suffering and misfortune of others. That's our God. He feels sympathy for us. That's, that comforts me to know that God has got sympathy for us. God is gracious. It means God is a kind God beyond what is expected. So even if I'm not the most gracious person, God is kind. God is slow to anger. It means God is patient. Sometimes a little bit undeserving. But even as we keep on doing the wrong thing, God is patient with us. Is this your picture of God? Is this your picture of the Father God in your life? Sometimes we see God through the lens of our earthly father. And it makes it difficult for us to see him as he really is. Because we as earthly fathers cannot come, come close to being like God and who he is. I therefore want to remind you today that this is our God. A sympathetic, kind God that is slow to anger. But why is it then that we find it so difficult to understand that God really, like really, like really, really loves us? I think there's two reasons. The first one is that we don't fully grasp God's love for us. As ek vandag vir jou vraag, do you know that God loves you? What will your answer be? Yes. But is that yes because you know? Or is that yes because you've read it in the Bible and the Bible says so? Or is it from an experience in life that you know that God loves you? That's where the difference comes in. Difference comes in. It needs to be not on an intellectual level that you know that God loves you. Your heart must know that God loves you. The head knowledge must become heart knowledge. We'll see us from level 1 af na level 2 to gaan. Misschien van level 2 af naar level 1 toe, maar jullie verstaan wat ik bedoel. Ons moet half omtiek. Dit moet van jou, from mind knowledge into heart knowledge, that love, that God loves us. Can we find people in the Bible that struggled with this concept? Ja, gelukkig, gelukkig kan ons. Sien net ons wat daarmee struggle nie. Uh, the Ephesians. The Ephesians were not bad at this Christian thing. Nou, in general, was hulle redelijk goed, goeie christen gewees. 
yet they were also a people that did not fully understand this thing that God really loves them. The, re- the writer of Ephesians, Paul, writes the following right in the middle of his letter to the Ephesians, Ephesians 3 verse 16. I pray that out of your grace, glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And that to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. The words I see here is grasp. Imrut snap. And surpasses knowledge. The, the Ephesians knew that God loved them. They had the knowledge. But Paul asked that the Holy Spirit will help them grasp God's love. So that it will surpass their knowledge. That it verbeile breine sal gaan. Basically, Paul is asking God to help them that their head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. Where is the key in in these few verses? I think it lies in verse 16. Where he prays, strengthen you with the power through the spirit. We are so dependent on the Holy Spirit that we cannot even grasp the love that God has got for us without the help of the Holy Spirit. And I've spoken about the Holy Spirit a few times before, but I think it is important for us to fight for the relationship with the Holy Spirit. How do we get to know the Holy Spirit is the question. Because I say we need to know the Holy Spirit. It's exactly the same as we get to know another person. We have to spend time with the Holy Spirit. We have to spend time in the presence of the Holy Spirit and of God. So it's easy. How to get to know the Holy Spirit? Slow down, meditate, read the word. That's how makkelijk it is. Yet, it's not that easy. Why? Because our lives are so busy. Dit voel vir my, dit raak net al beziger. Dinge raak net meer en meer en meer en meer. And so much things are fighting for our attention. That we cannot slow down and just spend time with the Holy Spirit. En een paar dingetjes, social media... Media in general, voel het vir my, is, is things that are time robbers. But we must realize that the Holy Spirit is the key to a deeper relationship with God. And that the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to make this head knowledge of the love of God actually heart knowledge. And we need to know that God loves us. Why? Because the devil comes and accuses us of stuff. And that brings me to the next point. Why I think we don't fully understand 
the steadfastness of God's love for us. And that is guilt. And I want to talk about guilt today. Because sometimes we get so entangled in guilty feelings that it overshadows God's love for us. And guilt is a very tricky thing. Because we need guilt. We n- guilty feeling is a necessity. Guilty feelings helps us realize that we have sinned. So we need it. But then the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes and convicts us of that sin, we can repent. So it's, it's a necessity that we do have some guilty conscience or a guilty feeling. So let's break down this process of sin and repentance then. We sin. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins. We realize we have sins and also now die guilty feeling. But because we are saved, we can confess our sin. And we have an advocate that pleads our case. So 1 John 2 says to us, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. So we've got that advocate if we confess our sins. And then after that, our sins are forgiven. Sins are forgiven. But we get stuck there. But there's actually one more step after our sins are forgiven. And that is our guilt is taken away. The guilt of the sin is taken away. 1 John 1 verse 9 says, I will con- if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from our unrighteousness. But somehow we don't complete that whole process. We understand that our sins are forgiven, but we don't do the next step and realize that our, our guilt has been taken away. And we are stuck in this guilty feeling about sin. And instead of us overcoming it, that guilt now becomes shame. And the process just goes on. We don't realize that God has taken away our sin, our guilt, our shame. He's taken away everything. It's important for us to go to the next step and realize that God has taken away the guilt and the shame. Because it's in that moment when the devil comes and accuses us of past sins. And then he feels it. How unfair say, but you have done this. You have done this. Yeah, you've been forgiven. That we realize. But we don't realize that he's taken away the guilt and the shame. So he just gets a foothold in our lives. And now that shame becomes false shame. Because God has taken away the shame. But we still have that guilty and feelings of shame in our lives. And it is in that moment that we, that that the devil comes and wants to accuse us of stuff that we must stand fast to what the Bible says. And to what Psalm 103 says. Gaan terug, Ruby. I think it's first, the last verse of 103. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. It's important 
it's an important step. Because if we are stuck in guilt, we cannot fully understand the steadfastness of God's love for us. Can we lose our salvation if we sin? Mm, that's a contentious topic. <laughs> I don't want to rabbit hole into today. But we can surely lose the joy of our salvation. The cause of losing the joy of our salvation most definitely can be guilt and shame. King David committed a great sin, but writes the following in Psalm 51, verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. So as we go into this year, I really pray that we will fully grasp the love that God has got for us. That's my prayer. I pray that you will repent from sin and get freedom from shame. And I pray that, the, that your relationship with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit grows in such a way that even when things do not go as planned, you will still realize that God's love for you is exactly the same. It's the one constant in life that will never, never, ever fail. And we sang a song this morning, Treasure in the Field. Kan jy die chorus vir ons opsit daar, Ruby? Ruby doen goed vandag. Ne? It's her first time alone. And I pray that this will be real in your life in 2024. That you will realize that God is the treasure in the field. That you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. He is the treasure in the field and I will give my everything to God.